Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with a little Chicken Soup for the Soul inspiration for you. And today I'm sharing two stories from our new bestseller, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Believe in Miracles. If you've lost something valuable, even if it's been lost for years, these stories will give you hope that it might just turn up the way it did for our writers. You won't believe how it happened, but it did. So I'll just dive in and start with a story by Andrea Lebedovich Belaniuk, in which she tells us about what happened to her father's wedding band. Andrea's father managed to hold on to his University of Michigan class ring until his death, but it was one of those bulky rings that are harder to lose. His plain gold wedding band, on the other hand, was skinny, and he lost it 20 years into his marriage, around 1988, and then he also lost the replacement wedding band that his wife bought for him. Well, about three decades after her father lost his original wedding band, Andrea and her husband were visiting their children during Parents' Weekend at their camp in upstate New York. They had just begun the long trek up the steep one-mile road that led to the camp, and Andrea was looking down to avoid tripping over a rock or stepping into a pothole. She wasn't looking for anything. She was just trying to stay safe. And yet, she saw something hidden in the dirt of the road. It wasn't shiny or even interesting looking, but she felt compelled to bend down and pick up this object. Andrea says, The item was terribly muddy and unimpressive. It resembled an old washer or a similar disc-shaped item normally found in a toolbox. My husband was anxious for us to continue our walk up the hill and remarked that I was wasting time picking up trash. I ignored him because I felt a weird connection to this weird item. I rolled it in my palm for a few seconds and saw that I was holding a ring. I thought it was odd that someone had lost a ring, and I wondered if the owner even knew it was missing or had tried to find it. I wiped away the caked-on dirt from the ring. It was in remarkably good condition, save for one little nick along its edge. I took my time savoring the beauty of such a simple yet elegant gold ring. Then my heart stopped. I saw an inscription, Zwinka 68. In that brief moment, everything made sense. Time stood still, and the world around me became instantly illuminated and perfect. Without a doubt, this was my father's original wedding band, engraved with my mother's nickname and their wedding year. This had been my camp, too, and my father must have lost his ring here 30 years ago, perhaps when he was attending a parents' weekend just like this one. Andrea's husband couldn't believe it, but she just felt a sense of peace. 
She was looking forward to cleaning the ring and giving it to her widowed mother. Andrea says, it did not matter how a gold wedding band survived three decades on a dirt road being buried under upstate New York snowstorms, pounding rains, and messy mudslides. It did not matter how a ring survived the physical impact of decades of marching campers, massive tractors, and heavy food service trucks climbing up and down the rocky hill. It did not matter how the band's Florentine finish survived three decades of erosion and weathering. After all, the ring was not just surviving. It was waiting for me. I was destined to find this ring and reunite it with my mother. It was an overwhelming, sensational feeling to process and a huge, beautiful responsibility to fulfill. Later that evening, Andrea and her mother talked about miracles, fate, symbolism, and coincidences. They talked about patience, faith, and never giving up hope. The night ended when Andrea's husband shared his own analysis of the day's events. He said simply, that ring is love. Well, their marriage had been going through a rough patch at that time, and he pointed out that just like the ring found on the ground covered with dirt and eroded by time and neglect, love will get dirty and tarnished. Love will take a beating with heavy burdens and hardships. Love will be walked all over and taken advantage of. Love is sometimes hidden and dormant, but not dead. Love is never forgotten, lost, or abandoned. Love can withstand separation, deterioration, and weathering. Love is like the ring. It will resurface and prevail. So that was Andrea's miracle, a long-lost ring miraculously found and a marriage being revived at the same time. That's the kind of story we love to publish at Chicken Soup for the Soul. After the break, another miraculous lost and found story that will brighten your day. So in our second story, Linda Mallow tells us that when she was eight years old and celebrating her first communion with the Catholic Church, her mother gave her a very special gift, a golden cross dangling on a dainty chain. Linda was supposed to take care of it, but of course she wanted to wear it, So one day, about two months later, she realized she couldn't find it. She had no idea where she had lost it, and she searched everywhere, and her friends helped too. She didn't find it, and her mother told her to pray to St. Anthony, the saint for lost things. But Linda got it wrong, and after a few days, she told her mother that St. Christopher hadn't helped her find her necklace, so she wasn't going to pray to him anymore. Her mother laughed and corrected her. So Linda prayed to St. Anthony for a while more, but to no avail. And then two decades passed, and Linda still missed her first communion cross, but she knew it was gone forever. And then one day, she took her three children to visit her mom. The kids had been playing outside when suddenly Linda's daughter, Lori, burst through the front door and said, Look, Mommy, see what I found? Isn't it beautiful? And clutched in her little hand was a golden cross dangling from a delicate chain. Linda could not believe it. It was the cross that she had lost 20 years earlier when she was the same age as her daughter was now, and it looked just as new as when she had lost it. Lori took her to see where she had found the necklace. It was down an alley where a very old walnut tree stood next to a worn wooden fence. That fence had survived for decades, 
Even though the house it used to be next to was gone, replaced by a parking lot, Linda and her friend Shirley, whose house was the one that was replaced by the parking lot, had often climbed that walnut tree. It was their hideout. Lori had found the necklace at the base of that tree. She said she walked by and saw dancing lights on the ground, and when she got closer, she saw the golden cross glinting in the sun and picked it up. It was in the same spot where Linda had searched 20 years earlier. Linda's mother gave all the credit to St. Anthony. Linda didn't buy that, but she did know that this was a miracle and one that did deepen her faith. After all, how could the necklace have stayed so new-looking outside for all those years? And why did Linda's own daughter find it and not someone else? The necklace now rests in Linda's jewelry box. She says, When I look at that cross, it restores my faith and reaffirms my belief that everything happens for a reason. My mother is gone now, and when things don't go right, I can almost hear her voice saying, Faith, Linda, faith. I'm Amy Newmark, and I want to thank you for listening to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast today. I'll be sharing about 20 stories from our new Miracles book on the podcast, so go ahead and subscribe to it so that it's automatically downloaded to you every day. If you'd like to learn more about Chicken Soup for the Soul Believe in Miracles, go to our website, chickensoup.com, and click on the podcast button. You'll see the book there. You can look at the front cover and the back cover, and you can read more about it. You'll find the book wherever books are sold, including Walmart, Target, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Books A Million. Come back next time to hear about miraculous healing from newscaster Carol Andrews, who wrote a great story for this book. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.